have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be finally talking The Last Resort. So, before we jump into the current episode that we have of Last Resort, we're going to jump into just a few things that happened in the previous episode. So, one of those things being Molly and Kelly walking away from each other and walking away from this. Um, so yeah, they have therapy session and they decided that, well, there's really no reason for them to continue this relationship. They both feel like it ran its course and that's it. They're done. We see Kelly leave. Um, in last week's episode, they did have a little conversation before he did, but, you know, that's kind of ultimately the end of Kelly and Molly, and I'm sad for them, but obviously we do know there was a lot of stuff that came up about Kelly and her daughter, um, Olivia, so, yeah, anyway, so it's kind of it for that. But the other thing, I think the thing that is most important about this particular episode is the therapy session between Asuelu, Kalani, and Kalini. What a revelation this episode was. So to kind of get to the meat of that particular, because it does tie in obviously to the current episode, is Basically, Kalani says that Oswelu has been cheating on her for the entire duration of their relationship. So when they were dating, when she got pregnant, when she did the K-1 visa process, she attempted to cheat when about um, a year, I think she said, into him being here. So it's been nothing but cheating. And obviously, when we found out about the whatever hell happened there, but yeah, it has been nothing but cheating. So you kind of then start to realize and understand that this woman is broken, broken down by this man. She kind of explains that it's partly, I think, the reason why she decided to do this hall pass. Even if, like, like I'm on the fence with doing the hall pass, two wrongs don't make a right. If you're this beaten down and broken down by his constant cheating, 
the solution isn't to cheat on him as well. The solution is to leave. Now, I do understand it's harder when you have children to make that step, to make that move, because you do want to keep it together for your children. But from what I understand, and I'm not, I mean, I'm technically, I'm not a child of divorce. My parents were never married, but um, I am a child from a breakup because my parents were together for some time. And from the things that I have heard from even both sides of, of the coin, I'm grateful that my parents aren't together, you know what I mean? Because I can't imagine what my life would have looked like if they did stay together. And sometimes the hardest decision, or the right decision is the hardest decision, and probably the hardest decision is to separate your children are going to thank you in the long run. So that's my feelings on it. But at the same time, I understand why she did it. I understand why she went to this other person because, especially because he seems to be showing her the affection and the appreciation and the attention and the respect that she is not receiving from her husband. So I get it. I absolutely, 100% get it. But enough of last week's episode. We are going to get into this week's episode. Let's get into the reason that we are here. The Last Resort, Season 1, Episode 9. Where did you go last night? So... Kalani and Liz are going to be hanging out at the pool for a bit. And, you know, we're just talking about stuff. And Kalani says that the biggest thing is, I can't forgive him. And then she tells Liz what I just said, that he's been cheating the entire time um, of their relationship. And Liz is shocked. She basically says that if I were Ed, she'd be planning his obituary. So she tells her that it's not okay and that he shouldn't be in the friend zone at all. Like, you shouldn't be trying to be his friend. You should be, he could be nothing at this point. And then she says that she, Kalani says that she saw him deleting his messages while side-eyeing her while he was doing it. I guess to kind of see whether or not he, she can see what he's doing. And she then says that, you know, I did block my guy as requested. But she says, after seeing him do that, I decided to unblock him. And Osbilly doesn't know. Now, I don't know what the right approach is with this. I think you have to be in that moment to really know and understand what is happening here. She knows him. She knows when something is maybe off. But and again, I've been in this situation before, obviously. I've been very open with the fact that I've been in, in a situation, I think a lot of us have been in a situation where your partner is cheating on you. And it, you just know when something isn't right. Um, I mean, I knew my ex before we were married was cheating on me before I was ever able to confirm that. I knew that for about six months before I actually was able to confirm that, yes, he was cheating. And I knew probably about a month after he started. So you just know. So, but I think you really need to know the situation, you need to know the person that you're with to see those signs. So I'm not going to go down on her too much on that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in on her too much on that. But what I am gonna say is you are on a couple's retreat in order to fix things that are going on in your relationship. I feel like 
maybe the right thing to do isn't to jump to a conclusion, but maybe to speak to him about it. And if you feel that that's what he's doing, that he is deleting his messages because he's trying to hide something, then then at that point, you don't decide to unblock the guy to get vengeance on a swilu, but you decide, you know what? I don't think this is working anymore. If you need to have a therapist involved to, to mediate the situation, similarly to what Molly and Kelly did, then I'll means go for it. But that doesn't mean you should, because I feel like, I feel like she unblocked this guy who now we know his name is Dallas. I feel like you unblocked him because you're either A, trying to stick to Oswalu, or B, you're really, truly seeking out a relationship with somebody I'm sorry, but why are the choices only Australia or Dallas? Why can't the, the, the one of those decisions or, or choices be yourself and your children? Why can't you decide to live for you and live for your children and work on that for now? And fuck Australia, fuck Dallas, be done with, with that for some time and and just work on you. Why are those the only options? I can understand why Kalani has these two options and that's it. No, no, no. There's also option C, which is be on your own for a little bit. And and work on yourself. Do the self-work that you need to do for you. To be the best version of yourself. For you for your kids and for someone in the future, whether that's Dallas or someone else. Like I, I don't understand because I do have a huge problem with the Dallas going after whether she's happily or not. She is still a married woman. And I have such an issue with him not letting her have this with her family. If this is a choice that she has made, she's made this choice. Why can't he respect you? You know what? I'm going to back off while you figure things out with your marriage. Or if you need to, if you need to figure things out for yourself, by all means, I'm going to back off. I'm going to let you do it. And we can figure things out later. Whether that's with me or whatever, it doesn't matter. We'll figure things out later. I have such a problem with this guy inserting himself into someone else's marriage. I just do. Because <laughs> again, as a person who has been in a marriage and has dealt with somebody inserting themselves in my marriage and in my relationship, I have such a fucking problem. Stay the fuck out of my relationship. Stay the fuck out of my marriage while I'm trying to figure things out. At that time, once I have figured things out, then and only then can you insert yourself. Because then it'll only be you and them. And I won't be in there. I won't be dealing with it. Like, it's just, I have such a problem with it. And that doesn't take away from, because again, I, I think Australia was completely in over his head with this relationship. I think Kalani, again, with hindsight kind of being what I know now after reading, um, what I read out in the, um, think it was the OG episode. It is hard for me now to pretend like I don't know all the things that I know. Um so again I'm still a shit person and I think way over his head with this in general. But however you made the decision to marry him and you made the decision to marry her so then you are now a married couple. That doesn't then allow you to include a third. It's just, unless that's what you want. It's just messed up to me. But that's how I feel. But anyway. Um, so when she starts talking about this, this Dallas guy to Liz, 
Liz notices that Kalani just lights up like a Christmas tree. Well, it's quite clear then that you are in love with Dallas. Fine. So then why are you here? Why are you at this retreat to better your marriage with us, Bailey, if you have no intentions, consciously have intentions of making this work? Why are you wasting everybody's time at this point? Um, so, yeah, so anyways, like I said, his name is Dallas, and he says, like, a lot of different things, and he has a lot of different traits that she wants. So now she doesn't know if she should make it work with Osvaldo or Dallas, and as I said, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't there be another option? So, they were with Jovi and Yara, and they're going to be doing some family therapy with Mama Gwen. Yay! I love Mama Gwen. Anyway, she's going to be there virtually, and Yara says, of course he wants Mama Gwen there, so she will support him. Hold on. Jovi says, I don't like to express things to my mom, but Yara says, wait, don't you? Because you do. Oh, hold on to that too. So he um, tells her things to his mom first sometimes or whatever. So we first, now we're kind of in the session now. We're doing the session with Dr. P and we kind of first start talking about the birth control. And Mama Gwen doesn't know. So Yara does tell her what's been happening and the fact that she took the birth control without Jovi knowing. And Mama Gwen says, why didn't you tell him? Getting on birth control without telling him, it's wrong. I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, she says that they need to communicate better. And then she says, he tells me things that he should be telling her. And then she says, come clean with her about what you told me. Mama Gwen, throwing your son neatly under that bus. Here's why. So, he then says, didn't want to tell you about this. But then he says, I got a job offer that would have allowed me to be closer to home. But he turned it down. When he said that he turned it down, my heart went in my chest and I said, <gasps> because this is a person who just talked about how he wants to have another kid. And, you know, she begs for him to be home, I think more because she's alone, you know, half of the year, give or take. So, He's like, I, I want you home. So when I heard this, I'm like, oh my God, you turned down this job. But then not only that, you lied to her about it. But you want to be holier than now talking about her being on birth control behind your back, sir. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's worse. I really don't. If my man, oh my God, if my man did something like this to me, I'd be like, what? Like, I hate, jeez, I just can't, well, anyway, um, so she feels that this is selfish of him, I would agree, he says he didn't tell her because she would have wanted him to take it, no fucking shit, sir, but she says that she doesn't understand why he would do this, especially since He's the one that wanted to have another child. Uh, again, that's what I literally just said. Um, he said it did occur to him, but he talked to his mom. And after talking to his mom, he felt that he w it wouldn't have worked out if he did take the job. And his reasons for this is interesting. 
although I I kind of understood what he was saying, but at the same time, it's like, but that's what a lot of people do. I felt like it was also a, a little bit of a cop out and an excuse on his part. But he does say, like, you're used to the fact that, like, we can go out and do things. I can take Mila to the park. I can do all these things. But if I have a regular nine to five, I can't do those things. Yeah, I'm home more, but or I'm, I'm in closer vicinity than I would be currently. But we're not going to have the same lifestyle that we currently do have. And I understood what he was saying. But at the same time, it's like, but that's maybe part of the reason. This is why if you sat down and you talked to your wife about this, maybe you guys are going to come to some sort of understanding, get up understood each other more. I don't know what the outcome would have been, but maybe that's partially why she's afraid to get pregnant again, because she has to, and I've said this before, she would have to raise this child on her own have the child on her own, go through the pregnancy for most of the time by herself. And she went through this being pregnant with Mila and she was alone for what, three or four months of that pregnancy in a row? Not like month and month off. No, she was alone for three whole months of, of her pregnancy during the beginning stages of fucking COVID. So it's just like, maybe there's a little bit of a fear there. Maybe you guys could have talked about that. But instead, you just went off and decided for yourself, not, not taking it. You talk to your mother, who isn't going to be as affected by your decision. You went to her and got her advice, but you can't talk to your wife. Talk to your mom if you want to, by all means that's fine. But then also talk to your wife. This is so fucked up to me. And here we thought they didn't have problems. Let's continue. Uh, so, yeah, so he said he has a day to go to him, blah, blah, But he said he appreciates that she wants him home more, but things would change. And again, bring up the eight hours every day in the office. No longer would he have a month off of work to spend with his family the way he currently has. I just, of course, I wouldn't want him to take a job that would have made him unhappy. But he doesn't believe what she's saying. She thinks that she wouldn't have cared about that. Again, they have pretty bad communication because she's saying to him, and I believed her, I don't think she has any ill intent. And I think she really does love and care for her husband and his well-being and his mental well-being. And she's saying, I wouldn't have wanted you to take this. The biggest thing is though you didn't talk to me about this. You made a decision and you just did it. But, you know, he says, I don't believe that's how she feels. I believe that if I told her, she would have wanted me to take this job and I would have just made things worse. And I, I, I'm trying to understand, like, why wouldn't he want to be home more? I'd be home more with his daughter, be home with his wife, grow that, the, I guess, the maybe get to a point where they would be ready to have another kid. I, I don't understand any of it. But nonetheless, they have had this conversation. Dr. PD is happy that this was brought up in the first place because it was able to start a conversation, create a dialogue, and figure out where we can go. So they were happy about that. But yeah, that's kind of <laughs> it for them for now. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type 
toys or you can just buy what every person may need like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things you can do all of this by going to love shop and you can use our unique coupon code realityt2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P.ca, and use our unique coupon code REALITY2. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. All of the couples are going to be doing a hangout together. And Jovi tells the group about their session and how that happened and what he said. And Angela is definitely on Yara's side. Because, I mean, who wouldn't be, I guess? Jovi and Oswelu talk and they first kind of say like, you know, my issue, Jovi says like, my issues are nothing like your issues. Like your issues are definitely a lot worse than mine. Um, and then they kind of start talking about how Oswelu was feeling about everything. And he kind of just says like, he knows he kind of messed up that, you know, look at her, she's beautiful. And why wouldn't I kind of just be satisfied with that? And, you kind of saying things like that. But, you know, when it comes to cheating and you constantly do it and there's no change, then I'm sorry, but I'm not going to hear what you're saying. There has to be change. I have to believe you're serious, you know? And I don't believe he's serious. So if I don't believe that he's serious, how the hell is Kalani going to feel or think he's being serious with her? There's no way now. But he feels that she doesn't love him anymore. I don't think he's too far off, honestly. Anyway, so now we kind of see the couples are playing cornhole and Osweilu gets his in and then he Okay, this made me really sick, especially after, again, knowing what I know. This made me sick. He goes and he gets his, his, his bag in the hole. And he goes and he has Kalani. And you can see on Kalani's face that she does not want him hugging her. Like, she clearly needs the liquid courage to be close to him. And you shouldn't need that for your husband. However, that's how she feels in this moment. You can just tell how painful it is for her to have him touch her. And then he says to her, hug me like you love me. I want to say he's wholly unaware of himself. But I think, again, based on what we know and what she has said to us, no, I think he's very much aware of what he is doing. And that's sick to me. First of all, I'm a person who doesn't like being touched by by people. I just don't like to be touched by people. I don't want people close to me it's an anxiety response. It's just, I don't know why. It's just something that I've kind of dealt with most of my life. I don't want people touching me. I don't want people in my orbit, in my bubble, as I say. You need to have permission, but nine times out of ten, you're not going to get it. The only person that I can have in my orbit and not immediately want to gouge their eyes out is my boyfriend 
um, even if it's not like, you know, sexual reason, it's uncomfortable with him being close to me. I'm okay with that. That's something that, you know, happens over time, obviously, but that's something that I'm comfortable with. However, if it's a privilege, it doesn't happen. It's not like you have a blanketed um, invitation. If you fuck up, then you're not going to have that. And that's how I feel like Kalani is, especially in this moment, is you might be legally my husband, but emotionally you're not. And I don't want to fucking hug you. Don't, no, don't fucking tell me, hug me like you love me. Take a fucking hint. If I'm not really responding in the way that you want me to, then maybe you need to pull the fuck away and say, okay, all right, I think I crossed the boundaries and whatever. It's not, I, like, I don't want to accuse Osweiler of anything. But I feel like he is the kind of person that if he gets frustrated enough, he's going to cross the other boundaries that she has put in place. I know too much at this point, but at the same time, it's, yeah, I think we also needed to know it. Um, but yeah, I, I just see her face, how painful that was for her. And I fell for her in that moment. Even kind of, I think I, yeah, I definitely saw this before seeing that. Because I obviously watched this twice. I've seen, I saw this prior to that. And I could still feel how painful it was for her. And I'm like, oh my God, she doesn't want to hug you. Get off of her. Leave her alone. Anyway. So, um, yeah, like I literally wrote, get the fuck off of her. Then Molly comes obviously sounds Kelly, but everyone can see Molly's here, but Kelly isn't. Like, where is Kelly? And they kind of sit down, and Kalani does ask her, where is Kelly? And Molly says, he left, and he's not coming back. And, and they're definitely very comforting, of, of her, I mean, Ed is literally there, has his arm over her, and is just being comforting, and she says, I feel free with him gone, that's fucking telling, if you feel free when your person that you're trying to fix something with is no longer around you, then you know you've made the right decision, you know you made the right decision. Do I necessarily, I mean, we're trying to pretend like what happened with Olivia <laughs> and Kelly didn't happen, because now we know it happened prior to this. We're trying to pretend like that didn't happen, but it did. But let's pretend, okay, that it didn't happen. I don't know if I necessarily agree with everything Molly said, but there's a lot that I did, and there's a lot that I agreed with him, too. But it's not my relationship. It's their relationship. And if it wasn't working, it wasn't working. So they definitely, or if more so Molly, definitely made the right decision. Because I think Kelly wanted to really obviously make this work. Molly clearly didn't. So I think she's made the right decision, obviously, for herself. It's good for her. Um, and... She feels she can breathe. She thought it was her turn. I don't know if she necessarily means her turn with Kelly or just her turn in general. I'm going to assume her turn in general. Um, then Molly says she is not staying. She feels like she'd be a ninth wheel if she were to stay. Um, so she's going to go home. Then they all do a group hug with Molly, which I thought was very sweet and I think needed. I think she needed it in the moment. Um, and I brought here again, yeah, Ed is being very supportive. I was shocked by it. What is happening? <laughs> anyway, the next day, 
Oswalu wakes up, or says he wakes up, and he says he texts Kalani, but um, she never responded right away. Eventually, she said that she was getting breakfast, but off the resort. And he said, like, where are you? And she never responded. So then he went to the the kids, see the kids, and saw that Kalini had the kids. And he started to freak out. Because his thing is, which, read between the lines, I'll spell it, this was an excuse on her part to not have you in her fucking bed. But he says... We are not sleeping in the same room because she says that she needs to sleep with the boys. But now she's actually not sleeping with the boys. She slept outside of the resort where I don't know. Now, he, yeah, he literally was pretty freaked out about this. Um, he says that I feel like something is wrong. No shit. <laughs> and I'll get to my thoughts on what happens once we find out what happens. What's been going on? Because I think it's pretty fucking clear, but we'll get there. But yeah, that's kind of where his his mind is at. And he feels like he is kind of just there for nothing. That I agree with. I think they could have saved everybody's time and energy if they just left each other, if she just, if she just pulled the fucking trigger and said, I'm done. I listen, it's a hard thing to do when you don't even have kids and you've been in love with a person. It's a hard fucking thing to do to pull the trigger and say, I'm done. And also follow through with it once you're done, because I struggled when I decided I'm done. I decided I was done about a year prior to me actually filing, but I said I was done, and I struggled with it. And I didn't tell him right away that I was done, but I was done. And eventually when the time comes and you actually have to tell him that you're done, it's, it's a mixed bag of emotions. She's going to feel the relief of it to finally tell him she's done. But at the same time, it is heartbreaking. It is such a struggle. I cried and I cried and I cried probably about an hour after I told him. And the crying didn't stop there, but it was just a straight cry. I cried for a very long time after I told him that I was done. And that becoming fucking real, that you're done. It's not easy, but it's such a relief afterwards. Eventually that relief will set in and you'll know I'm making the right decision for me and for him. I'm making the right decision. And in this case, I know there's children involved, so it's very different, but you'll also be making the right decision for your children in the long run. It may not feel like that initially, but you will be. So... Anyway, we kind of see Molly packing, and then we see her leaving, so it's really not much really to talk about there, but she is gone, and now we see that Kalani is back on the resort, and Kalini is here to see her, and she kind of says, like, what's up with what with Oswalu? He came to the room, he looked very pissed, like, what's going on? And Kalani says, I don't know what's going on with him. He texted me, I texted him, told him where I was, I didn't tell him what I was doing. So, we kind of see that deceit, kind of, the issue I have with her is just don't fucking lie. Don't hide behind things, just tell him. But anyway, Colini says, well, what happened? Because I thought you were coming back last night, and... She says, I was, but, you know, things happen, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know I need to live for my kids, but I also need to live for me, which is 100% correct. I don't have an issue with her, with the kids being left with Colleen. 
No issue at all. I don't care about that. Um, because at the end of the day, yes, you're a mother, but you're still a woman with womanly needs. I don't have an issue with that. My issue is, is the sneakiness of it all. My issue is what you were doing. And like I said, we'll get to it because it does come out. Um, for those who didn't watch the episode. But anyway, so Colini kind of tells us that Kalani stayed out overnight somewhere else. And she says she hates to be in the middle. But again, that's her sister. She's right or die. She will support her. Um, but then she tells Kalani, you know, I'm here for you. You're my first priority. But I think you need this hell else value. Amen. If your fucking twin sister is telling you, who really and truly didn't like Australia in the beginning, maybe, you know, they kind of seem to fix things over time, but didn't like him in the beginning and not didn't like him now, is telling you to tell him the truth, then you know you fucked up and you should be telling him the truth. Kalani then says that she needs to sort out her feelings and figure out what she needs. And Kalani, Kalani said, Kalini says, good idea. So here's what I'm going to say. You've decided. You've decided. The minute you decided to walk off this resort and lie to your husband in the process to go be with your side piece, you've made your decision. You've made your decision. For whatever reason, you're scared to make that, you're scared to pull the trigger and make that decision because I think you realize a decision is going to fuck up your family dynamic and you're scared of that. And I get it. But that's when you need to sit down, have a conversation and say, this is not working. So now we need to, we need to make plans and we need to figure things out so that we can still continue to co-parent our children. You made your decision. The smile on your face that Liz clocked when you talk about him, we, it's been decided. The fact that you left the resort to go be with him when he's not supposed to be in fucking Florida. You've made your decision, so let me talk about that real quickly before we go into other things. Or go into the next thing. I have no respect for Dallas for hopping on a fucking plane, going to fucking Florida to go and interrupt something that she's supposed to be doing for her marriage and her family. Now, do I think Kalani actually wants to stay in her marriage? No, I don't. But that's besides the point. You've been told that She's doing this with her husband. I'm sure you've been told this. And you decide, oh, no, but it's a good idea for you to hop on a fucking plane and go see her while she's doing fucking marriage therapy. Are you, are you okay, sir? Really and truly, are you good? Because why? Because she fucking blocked you for like a week. So you freak the fuck out and you're just like, oh my God, like I'm going to lose you. No, how about you wait your fucking turn? Because guess what? You're not losing her. She's not fucking staying with us, Willow. Let's be real here. Like, are, are you kidding me? I have no respect for it. And then I have no respect for her. You're supposed to be here for your marriage. So you walk off the resort. You lie to us, Willow, in the process. Even if you didn't tell him that's lying by omission, you're lying to him. And you go to the fucking, to go talk to Dallas and fuck Dallas while you are supposed to be doing marriage therapy. What is the fucking point? I think the biggest thing for me is, what's the fucking point of you being here? Just leave Australia and be done and be happy. And I'm okay with that. Be happy. Just don't, don't lie to him and don't lie to me as a viewer. Because you say you want to be here to fix your marriage and work on your marriage and see if this is possible. You're not even fucking trying. But I think at the same time, you don't have to, but based on everything that we're hearing, you don't have to. So why are you still trying? I just, I, uh, because the more you go back to Dallas, the more both feet are going to end up in Dallas. So then just be with him and be done. 
I just don't get it. I'm on, like, I'm, I'm in different places with this because I want her happiness, but at the same time, I'm frustrated by her because I'm just like, what are you doing? And fuck Dallas because I think he should not be involved. Like I said earlier, be involved in their marriage. So I have no respect for him. Fuck it. But like, I want her happiness. I do, but I'm just frustrated by how she's trying to do it or maybe trying to avoid it. I don't know. So anyway, so the guys and the girls are going to be doing their own separate days, their own separate little, you know, things off the resort. So they get, they have their, the women and, um, they're ordering drinks and the waiter. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> and of course, Angela has to accost him, but he's very cute. Um, I wrote in caps, gorgeous. Yeah. So then Yara says to Kalani, I saw Swelu and he looked really upset. What's going on? So Kalani fills everybody in. Of course, Liz knows most of this, but she don't know all of it. So she fills them all in on what's going on. And she then says, you know, I didn't tell even Liz this because this is a new update, but um, Dallas is here. And I'm like, here in Florida? Yes, he's in Florida. And she said that he asked her, or sorry, telling her, sorry, um, about his feelings and that he decided to fly out to Florida. And, and then she spent the night with him. So that's kind of where it ends. And you can kind of see prior to this though, prior to them saying that he flew out and she's talking about the messages and all of that, deleting the messages and everything. And I was like, fair game. But as soon as she said Dallas was in Florida, and I was like, ooh, oh no. Ooh. I guess we'll understand more um, when we watch tonight, actually, as I'm recording this. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll find out exactly what her feelings are about it. But um, yeah. <laughs> But that is the end of The Last Resort from, well, last week. And, uh, yeah, doing a little better, I think, with the timing. What was blind is going to be finishing up as well. Like, what going to be finishing up as well. Or well, it's technically finished, but I still have to watch the reunion and take my notes on that. But you should be getting that fairly soon after, hopefully, maybe Wednesday, Thursday. It really just depends on um, Sharon and when she can join and we'll go from there. So that's it for last resort for last week. So if you like what you heard, please share reality tea times two with everyone in your life. That's going to help with our growth. And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple Podcasts will be in the show notes. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on, that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on my podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2 or Instagram and threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. If you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. 
So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything. You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your heart's desire, as well as we do now have a Discord. So you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website. And the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality t times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. And you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast. And you can also go to our website there. You can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything. Our episodes as well will be at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Ludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by clicks of buttons. You can also use Ludo to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Ludo by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software.